0: guys welcome back to let's talk about it I'm Jackie and I'm Megan for this episode we actually did something kind of different we decided to go visit a Greek Orthodox Church and as most of you know or if you don't if you're new I'm Catholic Megan's Protestant neither of us are Orthodox so we wanted to both just go and do something where it would be new or well unfamiliar for both of us somewhere we both be uncomfortable yeah where both of us (laughs) couldn't receive communion and would just kind of be like sitting there observing so that's what we did and we wanted to share about our experience with that so um megan do you want to start
1: sure so you had never been to an orthodox service before right No, I'm not. So I've been to part of one Um, (laughs) for a class that we were actually studying Greek Orthodoxy. We Mm. sat through part of a service, Um, not the whole thing, because as we found out, their services are longer than like a Catholic mass. Yes. Um, But yeah, so this was kind of a neat experience for me to sit through a full service and actually get to experience it completely and... I will say there's a lot of standing.
0: <laughs> yes, there's a lot more standing than like a Roman Rite Catholic Mass for sure. In Catholic Masses, there's a lot more kneeling, which is what I noticed, uh, and sitting, it's more up down, but at the Orthodox service, it was a lot of just standing. I yeah. think my
1: first, like my immediate first observation, just like walking into the church was that it didn't feel a lot different from a Catholic church to me. No, Um, it didn't. And I don't know, maybe that's just because I am Protestant. And so I'm used to like a low church setting, but just the architecture, like it wasn't initially like a lot Mm -hmm. different. Um, Once you actually like examined some of the artwork, it is definitely Eastern and mm-hmm.
0: and unique in that way,
1: but I think the whole like the general overall vibe is very similar, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I felt very at home when I walked in. If I'd just been sitting there, if you just plopped me there, I would have thought I was in a Catholic church. <clears throat> I would have had no idea. That's what I first noticed when I walked in and sitting there, and I was just like, feels like I'm just at Sunday mass, like because there are Catholic churches, especially in Chicago, that <clears throat> look more Eastern because there are Eastern rites of Catholicism and just even some of the ones that are practiced the Roman rite um, of the mass that look like that. So, yeah, I felt <clears throat> excuse me, scratch your throat. I felt um, like I could have been at mass, honestly.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, because so maybe we can start with some of the similarities. I think similarities being um, just the overall feel of a very reverent service, um, focus more on uh, sort of like watching the priest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was something <clears throat> I'm, I'm not used to because I've I really only attended what is it Norvos Ordo Mass. Novus Ordo. I've never been to a Latin Mass, mm-hmm. um, so I've really only experienced the more maybe
0: accessible is the wrong word accessible mass modern mass um, yeah it well it is more modern just generally because it, they started practicing or yeah doing the novo sordo later in history than the latin rite or the eastern rite like byzantine type services orthodox services so yes but it is so in the latin mass there's a lot of the priest facing away from the congregation which was similar to this one Yes. in, so, the, in a sense yeah it so that was definitely something that i was familiar with although i haven't been to a ton of latin masses was the priest facing away It being a lot of the priests saying things and a lot of people on the altar speaking and the people in the crowd not really responding as much or not speaking as loudly which in the novus ordo it's a lot more of like i'm gonna say crowd participation but people are like speaking and responding more loudly but it wasn't really the same at the greek orthodox service yeah and
1: that was something i noticed because in the past when i've been to catholic services I'm always like, oh my gosh, it's like totally obvious I'm not Catholic because I don't know Mm -hmm. what to say, Mm -hmm. I don't know when to kneel, and for this it was like a little easier to blend in because most people were just standing there, Um, and so I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, So there's Yeah. yeah, less participation, I guess.
0: Yeah, which I think so. Okay, I've only so I've been going to the Novus Ordo my whole life. I've been to. A handful of Latin Masses, which if you're just looking at the Western Rite of, um, which I don't know if I'm using the right term, but Western Catholicism, Roman Catholicism, um, then it's going to look very different. Like, I guess Latin Mass would be the closest to what this o- Orthodox service felt like. Um, but I just, the weekend before had gone to a Ukrainian Catholic Church, which just happens to be the same exact liturgy as a Greek Orthodox Church, the St. John Chrysostom liturgy. So it was the same thing at the Greek Orthodox, no, no, Greek, no, the same, the Greek Orthodox Church and the Ukrainian Catholic Church had the same vibe of, it was the same liturgy. There were obviously some differences because at the Ukrainian service they spoke in Ukrainian and there were some things that weren't quite the same because they're not Orthodox. Um, but there was a lot less of the people in the pews responding and I thought, is that just this church or is that... I think that's just kind of how it is on the Byzantine Eastern Rite kinds of services. That's... If you have a different experience, let me know. But that's just what I noticed from my very limited experience of going to St. John Christendom liturgies. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of noticed that being different from like my experience with Catholic services.
1: Um, I also, yeah, I found it interesting that, so like from a Protestant perspective, right? Mm -hmm. um, It is interesting to just sort of be watching everything happening. So it was a lot of just, it was watching the priest, it was watching people on the altar. And um, I'm not used to that. There's a lot more involvement with the congregation in like Mm -hmm. a protestant setting Mm -hmm. and this very much felt more like i was sitting in an audience i would say just like my perspective as a protestant
0: yeah and i think anyone that had only attended a novus ordo mass in their life would feel a similar way because i know i definitely did especially the first time i went to the ukrainian catholic church my roommate and i went and we were sitting there like people don't really respond it's like we would kind of like start singing or responding and nobody else would and we were like mm. and we were just trying to kind of follow along with the liturgy because we weren't familiar with it um so i don't know that might just be kind of how they do things like they stay a lot quieter and just kind of watch on um, the eastern Rite kind of thing i mean that, that is how i felt in latin masses too so maybe it's just the older traditions of these high churches, the Orthodox and Catholic churches, that that's how the liturgies are. Is that it is more of a focus on what the priest is doing, and um, there was also someone on the altar that would sing all of the participants' parts at the at the um, Greek Orthodox service, and yeah, no one in the congregation was really responding.
1: Yeah, because so we did. So, so they did have a a book with the liturgy in yeah, it. Mm-hmm. And which we were helpful. following along um, yeah.
0: to see like kind of where we were
1: at, like what was going on. And so, of course, it's listing like priest says this, the people. people
0: say this, but the people weren't really responding. It was, just it was the guy on the, the altar, guy at the altar. Which, if, there's, if there's a term for that, let me know. Yeah. I don't know. And let me say, he had a fantastic voice. Yeah, he did. A great singer. Yeah, he did. yeah. Also
1: very fluent in both Greek and English. And was switching back and forth. Like, at times, I was like, wait, what? And the priest was,
0: too, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. They all were it really, was
1: really really, good at switching back and forth quickly. I th- found that, like, super impressive. Um, but yeah, so there were a few times where we'd be like, oh, are we supposed to? No, nope. OK.
0: <laughs> and I, like, very quietly would be singing things. And I would kind of hear people around me. Um, I will say that yeah, there was a
1: few times people did participate, and it was with the creeds, and mm-hmm. the Our Father.
0: Yeah, that was where it was yes,
1: Which, Like, the whole room, and I was like, oh, that <laughs> was, hi everyone.
0: Yeah, and that was similar. So that's what was similar. So that the overall breakdown of like the flow was the same as a Catholic mass, whether whether it's Latin or Novus Ordo, um, where you speak the beginning of it is focusing on the liturgy. So the readings, um, they did one less reading than we do in a novo Ordo, uh, I think yeah, in a Latin Mass. Um, and they, so it starts with focusing on the liturgy and then leads up to the Eucharist, the transubstantiation um, and the consecration of the Eucharist and then communion. So I kind of got that because it was the same thing where the Our Father, after the priest did his sermon, we said that, and then we did this other stuff that was different, but then led up to saying the Nicene Creed and then having communion or I think it actually it's the other way around. Um, but either way, they were in the same places. So that I was like, I was familiar with, um, just the overall the flow structure. of where it was going, because they are really similar. Um, so that was, there were also some similar phrases, Kyrie eleison, which is Greek. And we say that in the, the Catholic mass um, that I that I attend. I don't know, we, do, we don't we do say every mass, but some of them we say that instead of an in English, Lord have mercy. Um, and there were some other phrases I took pictures of them. There was one like, "Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us." I think that was it. That's something we say in a Catholic prayer. Um, so yeah, there were phrases or just things that I was just very familiar with. I, I guess I'm just used to high church, so I just very much I was like, okay, yeah, this feels. Normal I think even for me, me,
1: from my limited experience of yeah. visiting Catholic masses, mm-hmm. I was able to pick up on some of those yeah. similarities. Like even yeah. just yeah, certain phrases. Mm-hmm. Um, certain phrases surrounding like the consecration of the eucharist were like the same similar um even just the priest's homily felt like a catholic homily yeah it did it did um and it was in english so it was it just felt very like Mm -hmm. it felt like i was at a catholic service um Mm -hmm. one difference was they had like a procession Mm -hmm. with incense and yeah, you probably knew more of what was going on, <laughs> but I was like, oh,
0: they're walking around. <laughs> yeah, so they, they don't do this in uh, Roman Mass, Roman Catholic masses. I feel like I'm using all the wrong phrases, but, you know, Western Catholicism. Uh, they also did not do this at the Ukrainian Catholic Church, where before, I think it was before they went up and consecrated yeah. um, the hosts. Well, for them, it's different. It's like bread dipped in the wine um before they consecrated both the wine and the bread they did this like very like this solemn like procession of the elements up around into the altar and then they went up there and i think yeah after that is when they did the and it was like
1: down the aisle yeah it was all the way us. around
0: and then up the center aisle and there was incense and everyone was doing anytime I got near them was doing three signs of the cross, which the opposite way of the Catholic one. And I refused to do it the opposite so way because I always accidentally do it that way. <laughs> so I was like, I'm keeping my Catholic identity. So I did the sign of the cross the way I wanted to do it, uh, the way that we do it. Um, yeah, so that was different. I loved that. I anything that brings reverence to the Eucharist, because we actually well as Catholics believe that the Orthodox Church does have the true eucharist and transubstantiation so when they do it we do think it becomes jesus um and i anything that focuses on more reverence of the eucharist because if we think that's really becoming jesus then uh, should be super reverent and super beautiful um i really enjoyed how that was done in both the ukrainian uh church and the the greek orthodox church i loved the procession um yeah something that also was the same of the ukrainian church and the greek orthodox church which is different than what i normally go to it's just the whole setup of the altar there's all these doors and there's like a gate that closes when the priest is up there doing the consecration whereas as megan knows like in a catholic mass the priest holds up the host in front of everyone on the altar facing us and consecrate us consecrates the host um in the latin mass he faces away but there's not all of that like like the cool doors that they walk in and out of. If you know anything about orthodoxy or like an Eastern Rite of Catholicism, you know what we're talking about. Um, I think we'll, and we'll have pictures too yeah. that we can show. Um, but when the priest did the consecration, you could very much tell that something different was happening because after the procession he went up and they closed the gate. And I just, I don't know, I just thought that was, I re- loved that and thought that was beautiful because it's like something sacred is happening right now that um, it's not like we won't get to participate in the Eucharist. Well, at the Orthodox Church, I couldn't. But it's not like the people aren't going to. Um, but it's really, I don't know, just reverencing the Eucharist in a beautiful way. Um, so I really loved that. I don't know if that was weird to you or like I didn't love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But
1: mm. I think once again, it's just it's completely it's different, totally different. Um, I think i always i like more of the priest Mm -hmm. facing you holding it up um which probably just shows my protestant roots um it felt very like yeah distant Mm -hmm. um or separated and i wasn't like a huge fan of that Mm -hmm. that's not critiquing like orthodoxy or theology at all that's just like my honest like Mm -hmm. knee-jerk response Mm -hmm. was that kind of feeling um But I did find it really interesting. I mean, I was like leaning over and whispering to Jackie. I was like, why are they closing a gate? (laughs) Yeah,
0: I was like, they're doing the consecration. (laughs) It is, it's hard to just walk in because you wouldn't have any idea what was going on. Like, I have more of an idea and understand what's going on because, first of all, I agree with transubstantiation. I understand that. And also, I've been to Latin masses. Like, I understand the concept of why they turn around, why it would be very difficult for someone to just walk in and participate in that service. Whereas the whole idea, part of the Novos Ordo, it's way more accessible, like you said in the beginning. You can follow along way more easily in a Novos Ordo Mass. The priest is facing you, you can hear everything he's saying, you know what's going on, There's a lot more participation. So it is just a lot more accessible for someone if you're just gonna walk into a Catholic Mass than if you were to walk into say like a Latin Mass or one of the Byzantine churches, I guess, like the Ukrainian church or a Greek Orthodox church. It's it's yeah it can be really confusing and so I had an understanding of what was going on and I just happened to really like like that so for me I don't know just where I am in my spiritual journey like it was really touching to me but I totally understand how it would you wouldn't even know what was going on if you just walked in and you'd be like I don't understand I, like, I can't hear what he's saying I don't know what he's doing why is he facing away from us why are we just sitting here and they're singing I don't know yeah I think it would a lot of people would just Not really enjoy that or because because they feel like they just don't understand what's going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also think it was funny that a lot of people showed up late and then left
0: right after communion. (laughs) Yes. That is something I have not seen at Catholic churches. And I don't know if that's just a common thing among Orthodox churches, um, or just that one's particular. I don't know. Yeah, everyone showed it was, up. It was all the young families. Showed yeah, up late it wasn't everyone. I should say, but then it was yeah. a lot of people after the communion. They didn't wait for the rest, like the the service to wrap up. They just left. I don't know if you're Greek Orthodox or if that happens at your church. Let us know. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um,
1: I will say, yeah. the So okay, so it it was interesting because after the service we were just gonna like yeet on out of there like (laughs) okay we did it we like experienced it now we're gonna leave Um, and as we were just kind of like awkwardly standing by the door this like woman came up to us and she was like do you want to come downstairs for coffee do you know where to go and this was funny because so I've in the past I've visited an Assyrian church Mm -hmm. in Chicago. and it was very similar. Like afterwards, they all shared a meal together. They called it coffee. It was food. <laughs> and it was, there was like a, a big emphasis on fellowship afterwards. And I think a lot of it has to do with cultural um, significance with those churches. So we were like, OK, yeah, sure. And she was so friendly she and welcoming. She so kind. Yeah. And she was like introducing us to everyone and like making sure we got food. And like we couldn't stay long, but like I could tell she wanted us to like she would have
0: loved if we just stayed there all afternoon her husband her husband husband was so sweet he knew they both had grown up in chicago around that church they went to school around there which i think is so cute because then they must have ended up meeting and getting married they go to that church
1: like their whole life
0: yeah that church their whole life so they you know just raised greek orthodox and they know that church very well so he was like i could tell you everything about where like this relic came from and why there's this design and he was telling us some of it i was like this is so interesting i love this i honestly want to go back to that church just for him just to not let him show us around and he yeah they were just so welcoming and we told them like we're not really looking i don't know if we, we didn't say it straight forward we're not looking to become greek orthodox but we did say we're just visiting because we wanted to see something different and i'm catholic megan's protestant and they were just like very like that's yeah, awesome They're like that's awesome welcome and like we hope to see you again and i would of course i would say that if someone came to my church yeah, they were so sweet, and they were so willing to talk with us. And um, I don't know if that's been your... Was that your experience in Greece, or did you really not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, and even at the Assyrian church, it was the mm, same way. Yeah, Everybody yeah. wanted to feed us.
0: <laughs> I, I thought that was great. I just felt like they had a lot of community at that church, because she very clearly noticed that we weren't... That we were out of place. <laughs> ...normally there. So... She noticed that and came up to us. So it just showed to me that that church has a really great community because they seem to know each other mm-hmm. very well and who's who and who's not. Because I don't think I would know. Um, at my, to be fair, my church, there's a ton of members and there's a lot of masses. And that does make a difference. There's only one. at um, uh, Well, also some of the other churches, but at the Greek Orthodox Church, yeah, there's only one, one service. service. So that does make sense that they would really know who comes to the services every sunday and we very clearly did not uh we didn't go up to receive communion which a lot of the orthodox didn't too yeah i noticed that that's very so um that's actually common in a lot of catholic churches too especially certain cultures like i've noticed in like mexican churches um just different countries you go to i mean you don't have to receive communion especially if And I I think it's the same in Orthodox Church. Like, if you're not in the state of grace, which is basically you've committed a mortal sin and you haven't gone to confession, at least in Catholic, you're not supposed to receive the Eucharist, even if you're Catholic. Um, So there's a lot of times that people just won't go up or they just feel like they can't go or they just, for whatever reason, then they receive communion less. It's very much the American church where it's expected that you go up every single Sunday, which I learned when I was in Chicago going to different um, Catholic churches that have just had different cultures, um, so I wasn't surprised by that. I've been to, yeah, Catholic churches too. It was the same with the Ukrainian Catholic Church. Where not everyone went up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just completely
1: too. different from like communion at my church. Well, yes, it's a <laughs> totally <they> different thing. Surround <laughs> around the little cup and bread, and and then we all take it together. Um, mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so it was interesting because I, I was kind of struck with this like contrast because I felt very out of place just like sitting through this service. Like you don't know what's going on. The priest is facing away from you most of the time. A lot of it seems to be taking place. It feels far away. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of it from the perspective of someone who's like not even a believer. Like mm-hmm. they're just like wanting to visit a church. They walk in. I would have left honestly. I would have been completely overwhelmed. I, would have not know, I wouldn't have known what was going on, and it would have been very clear to me, like, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And then to have afterwards everyone be so friendly and welcoming, mm-hmm. I was like, that's, to me, it was just interesting, because I was like, clearly, they do want people to visit. They do want people to join. Um, it's just like the service itself, I don't know, caters towards someone who is like not even a Christian at all and has no experience with that world.
0: Yeah, I think it probably would depend on the person because some people, I think, would just be so struck by the beauty of the church and probably of the lit- just be very intrigued. But I could see there being people, which probably could have been me at one point where I would just be like, like, what what is going on? Before I was really into my faith um, and only attended like my specific, you know, Catholic church or kind of mass yeah I would have been very confused and wouldn't probably have appreciated it, so it, yeah, it probably depends on the person um, but I don't really think, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't think there's much of a di- diversity into what kind of like Greek Orthodox service you can go to, like in Catholic mass, you can go to a low mass, a high mass, novus ordo um I mean there's like there's so many different kinds of liturgies, um, but I don't think there is in Greek orthodoxy mm.
1: Mm-hmm
0: thought that we would know and if you know let me know (laughs) if there's one that looks different i don't think so but
1: (laughs) but yeah Yeah. that that was just something i was thinking about because i think you know i I really love the beauty i really love the reverence i really love like the incense the just the the respect the Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff and but i think something i walked away with and appreciating about protestant churches is that Mm -hmm. it does feel more welcoming Mm -hmm. to a visitor Mm -hmm. and and easier to like Like, I feel very comfortable, like, inviting someone to my church who's never been to church. I don't think it would, whereas, like, I don't know that I would feel that way about, like, a Greek Orthodox service (laughs) for someone who maybe, like, was not familiar at all with the gospel.
0: Yeah. Would you say that, um, because you've been to Mass with me, that that is more accessible or easier for someone to attend? Like the nervous Ordo? Yeah, versus a Greek Orthodox.
1: And once again, I've never been to a Latin Mass, but I assume it's similar. It's similar.
0: Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. Um, it's very different than a Greek Orthodox service, but it has a similar vibe of that the priest is facing away. A lot of it.
1: But I think it helped me understand because I obviously like living in Chicago, I hear all the time the, uh, the arguments over like Latin Mass, Novus sordo, like those kind of things and some of that like dispute. And I've always just like as an outsider, been like, I don't really know like what's what's going on here? And I think walking away from this, I was like, I can understand why the Novus Ordo would have been implemented. Mm-hmm. Like I can understand the reasoning mm-hmm. behind that and the desire for that. Like, I I, I feel like I kind of understand that a little more now.
0: <laughs> now first of all, it allowed it to be in our vernacular so that it's in English, although they have done some Latin mass forms where they do- Like a mix. A mix, yeah. So the sermon or homily is in English. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of that, I think, I'm not an expert on Vatican II or this whole argument, I know some of it because I just hear people arguing around me about it, but it was to make it more accessible and for people to be able, yeah, to understand what was going on more and to be more evangelical, but not the evangelical, but to be able to evangelize more with a Novos Ordo. So, there that is opening up a can of worms, talking yeah. about if you want to release people that are arguing or upset, just yeah, bring out the Latin Mass and novus Sordo people because <laughs> but i I know I really do appreciate that about the novus Sordo. I don't if i it's different if you're raised with that service and you are taught what's going oh, on sure. very mm-hmm. different, but a lot of people aren't. And if you want people to join your church, it is nice to have them start with something that's way more accessible. And if not, then you're going to have to really walk them through what is going on and sit with them. They couldn't just walk in and understand, for sure. Yeah, because I just,
1: I I feel like I noticed in the congregation, like the community, like that they really cared about their area that they were in. And Mm -hmm. we're on the west side of Chicago. And I'm just like, most people on the west side of Chicago, I don't know that this would be something they would be comfortable with. Mm -hmm. and yet these people like clearly have so much love and desire to reach their community and so yeah i just i don't i don't have a solution (laughs) it was just something i was kind of thinking of and reflecting on walking away
0: yeah that's so funny because i walked away i was like oh that was so beautiful (laughs) i'm gonna start going to the eastern like byzantine catholic masses that look like that and have that liturgy um but yeah, I'm I just... I and I was totally, struck by that yeah. beauty.
1: I think I was just trying to like balance that where I was like, yes, this is so beautiful. Yeah. I can like totally understand that. But also yeah. I've grown up a Christian, you know, and I understand the importance and impact of who Jesus is. If someone didn't understand that, I just feel like they'd be lost,
0: you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and it's... Tr- well, in Greek Orthodoxy, it's true that most of the time people are born, they're just born into it and they are Greek Orthodox. So I guess... It wasn't really set up for people, I could be wrong, to come in from the outside and just, like, I don't know. I mean, it's Greek. You're supposed to be Greek Orthodox. Um, um, Yeah, I could be wrong, but that is kind of the trend, though, with orthodoxy in general. Although I know there have been a lot of conversions lately. Um, Yeah, I don't personally know anyone that has, but I watch YouTube in the theology world. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the conversions that happen though
1: come from either Protestants or Catholics converting to orthodoxy.
0: Yeah, or, not an atheist. From what I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Just a little Megan observation. I could be totally seen. off. <laughs> yeah, I have to say overall, I really loved it and enjoyed it. And I'm I was a little humbled, I guess, because I'm not like i'm never going to become greek orthodox and i don't want to and there's actually some theology which megan and i've talked about of orthodoxy that really um bothers me and i know people think the same thing about catholics and protestants so anyone i don't think that about us i'm sure (laughs) yeah um me i'm the person (laughs) yeah i know megan thinks the same thing about me um yeah i mean in their doctrine it's that nobody is saved outside of the orthodox church which no other church has that anymore except for the Greek Orthodox. So including I guess... Including Jackie and I. <laughs> yeah, including... Yeah, according to the Greek Orthodox, Megan and I are not saved and will not be going to heaven because we're not a part of the Greek Orthodox Church. I know that any common lay Orthodox person will not think that, but that is their theology and that's what you have to accept if you want to become Greek Orthodox. So I come into it already, like they don't they don't think I'm saved, and um, not the people there, but just the theology itself, like the church, like I really can't fully participate in the service because they don't you know think that um and then I actually like thought it was so beautiful and was actually really moved just because I felt such a respect for the Eucharist and I did really think it was the Eucharist there and I do I mean it was sad for me because I do did really think that was Jesus up on the altar truly consecrated and I couldn't go up and receive him um and so there was like a longing in me for us to be united like the orthodox the east and the west again so that we can receive at each other's churches that was a thought that i had um so i did feel i did feel sad it was very obvious to me because i was like i believe the same thing about what is happening up there and that that is jesus and i just have to sit back here and be like hi jesus like (laughs) can't go receive you um and so I just, yeah, I do wish that we were united. But that would take a lot because that would take the Greek Orthodox Church accepting um, the or, papacy. Orthodox in general,
1: not just the Greeks. <laughs> yeah,
0: Orthodox in general accepting the papacy, which um, I don't see that happen oh, Megan. <laughs> okay well i hope they do now so then megan's the one that's left out in this whole situation so just megan specifically yeah just me everyone else is welcome like megan you are not welcome don't even try to convert there's a new mandate against you yeah you are not allowed to become catholic or ever come to this church so no (laughs) no well good yeah (laughs) um that was yeah something i noticed And then I had to go to Mass in the same day so that I could receive communion because it doesn't count. It doesn't replace your Mass obligation. So I was like, I'm just going to church all around today. (laughs) What a good Christian. (laughs) Extra (laughs) holy. But I do like the way that the Greek Orthodox, I should say all just Byzantine churches do communion. They use like this certain kind of bread and they dip it in the wine and then they take a spoon and you just go up and they put it in your mouth. And that's very different than the Roman right of catholicism oh yeah (laughs) so if you so if you go to a latin mass or a novus ordo any kind of western catholicism uh roman right uh mass they communion is most commonly in a a host and if you want to receive on the tongue instead of receiving in your hand you go up and you kind of like stick your tongue out for the priest and he puts it on your tongue that's how you do it but um At a Byzantine church or like the Ukrainian Catholic church that I went to, (laughs) they do where they put the bread in the wine and then the priest kind of scoops it out. And then you just go up and go, don't and you don't stick your tongue out and they put the bread in. And so the Ukrainian priest, because of obviously everything that's going on in Ukraine right now um, in Chicago, actually the bishop of the Roman Catholic church came and said mass with the bishop of the um know the ukrainian catholic church they came together so a lot of it was a lot of roman catholics and then you know ukrainian eastern catholics together at this service and the priest was like joking he's like i can tell which one of you guys are roman catholics because you come up and you stick your tongue out (laughs) and just like he's like we're so happy to have you here but i can tell which ones you are Uh, and thankfully my roommate had gone to a um a Byzantine, like Ukrainian kind of service before. And she told me, she's like, do not stick your tongue out. You go up, you just open your mouth and they put it in. And so I didn't, um, but her boy or her fiance definitely did. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, we're trying to blend in, just blend in. Also, you stand up and get up at different times. And there was one point where at every mass, you know, I've ever been to you stand up right after uh, the petition or like before, what, after this the uh, homily to say the creed and like listen to the petitions and there was one point Christy and I both just like stood up and then no one else So we were like okay uh, okay great <laughs> oh, well, they did stand up at that point at the Greek Orthodox Church yeah. To sing, and I was like Whoo. for some reason they did not at <laughs> this one and we both said <laughs> and I tried to like play it off I was like oh I'm just, like, just, just like, straightening my oh, I was just clones. straightening my spine you know over here I'm just like oh <laughs> my back was hurting yeah, we, and at that moment we totally exposed ourselves that we are not <laughs> ukrainians <laughs> exposed yeah it's extreme. but that was funny but yeah i i really loved it i had a good experience i liked it more than i thought i would because i came in very like, kind of like a mm, pessimist they don't accept me. i don't even think i'm saved but then i was like oh i actually really love this service and i wish that we were more united i don't know I don't know if that's ever going to happen on this side of heaven, but... It was like me having to go to masses
1: for work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My old job was Catholic, so I'd have to go to mass to be a person because they didn't have <laughs> enough people to come. Yes, and was she would just like, sit there. Phew. Yeah, she...
0: <laughs> That was fun. That was no, I, I, I
1: really do think overall it was a very beautiful yeah. experience. The church itself, gorgeous. Yeah, stunning. Um, And yeah, I think I would just encourage all of you to to just try it if you've never tried it because it was it was kind of, it was an, it was an eye-opening experience I think. It was good and it's just good yeah. to kind of be exposed to like those different traditions and like different I don't know we've talked about this a lot but just like the different ways people worship God like mm-hmm. that are completely valid mm-hmm. and um, beautiful in their own way so
0: Yeah and I think it does help you in some way feel more united with your Christian brothers and sisters and maybe I mean, at least for me, it kind of helped me break down a little bit of that antagonism and just general bad feelings I had toward orthodoxy. I have to say, I don't really feel that way anymore. Do I still agree with their theology? No. Um, but It just goes to show you should not judge a religion based on the people of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They were just so kind and so welcoming. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was a good experience. It was beautiful. I would go back just to ha- let that guy show me around. I loved Give that. Give us a tour,
1: George. Yeah, know.
0: seriously. But yeah. So, yeah, th- that was our experience.
1: Those are our thoughts and reflections. Um, let us know what you think or if we're like totally wrong. Yeah, we could be totally wrong, but. We're not claiming that this is like
0: <laughs> right. This is just like our experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have any comments, let us know. But until then, make sure to talk about it. <laughs> Had to get that in there, you know?